Hi, everybody. Welcome to Born on This Day. This is the podcast that celebrates all the things on this day, including the people that were born. I'm Amanda Barker. I'm Marco Timpano. It's February 19th, Amanda. It is indeed, and it's not just February 19th. February 19th means it's National Lash Day. Oh. Yeah. (laughs) 40 lashes to you. Well, not that kind of lash. Okay. National Lash Day on February 19th each year promotes the love and need for true and false eyelashes. (laughs) This day brings an opportunity to explore the benefits and fashion of eyelashes. Do you love your eyelashes? I do. (laughs) I used to get uh, fake ones put in. Remember those? I do. I used to like them. I used to like them too, but... uh, those were different times. It was before I was doing a lot of film work. Those were the days. They were. <laughs> I loved my my perma semi permanent fake lashes when I was doing theater on tour. Um, but uh, listen, who doesn't love a lash, really? Exactly. Well, today is the first day of Pisces. That's right. Get your fish in order. Pisces Pisces are known for being incredibly creative, empathetic, and generous, but they can also suffer from being overly emotional, impressionable, and closed off. That said, Pisces born on February 19th is eager to learn. You are restless if you're born today. By the way, happy birthday if you are a February 19th baby. You're restless, you're eccentrically spiritual, and you're emotionally fragile. Charming, attractive, you are also easily managed by others. Governed by your emotions, you are your own worst enemy at times. Yeah. Okay, well, let's see if this first person is their own worst enemy, Amanda. Mm. Millie Bobby Brown became a young Hollywood star when audiences and critics were captivated by her performance as Eleven on the Netflix series Stranger Things. Born to British parents in Spain, she was discovered while taking acting workshops in Orlando, her teachers telling her parents to take her to L.A. to try her hand at the film business. She made her debut in Once Upon a Thief in Wonderland and the series Intruders before the success with Stranger Things, for which she was nominated for two Emmys and followed with an appearance in Godzilla, King of the Monsters, and last year's film Enola Holmes. She was born on this day in Malaga, Spain in 2004. And I'm just going to jump in and say it was actually Once Upon a Time in Wonderland. Oh, sorry. Sorry. No, but I like Once Upon a Thief. That's a very different story. <laughs> Is that what, did I say That's what a... you said, and you said it so confidently. I, I checked it three times. <laughs> I don't know where that came from. Uh. Anyway, Benicio del Toro grew up on a Pennsylvania farm. Didn't think he did, huh? Didn't no. think he did with that name. And was studying business at University of California in San Diego when he dropped out to pursue acting and study with Stella Adler in L.A. He made his debut in Madonna's La Isla Bonita. Isla. Isla Bonita. Oh, my gosh. Bill is going to kill me for that. Mm-hmm. Before playing a henchman in the James Bond film License to Kill, gaining fame in the 1995 Oscar-winning drama the Usual Suspects, followed by Excess Baggage, Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas and The Way of the Gun, before winning an Oscar for Best Supporting Actor in Steven Soderbergh's Traffic. Soderbergh's Traffic. Sorry, I'm having a hard time seeing this. He was nominated again for 21 Grams three years later and starred in Sin City, The Wolfman, and won Best Actor at Cannes for Soderbergh's Che. Had small role uh, in Guardians of the Galaxy and uh, starred in Sicario. In 2018, he was on the miniseries Escape at Danamora and played the voice of Swiper in the children's film Dora and the Lost City of Gold. Swiper, no swiping. He was born on this day in San German, Puerto Rico in 1967. Jeff Daniels also dropped out of college to pursue acting. He was 
at Central Michigan U, making his debut on the episodes on episodes of Hawaii Five-0 in 1980, before getting his first film role in Milos Forman's Ragtime and achieving uh, a name recognition with his role as Deborah Winger, Deborah Winger's widower. There's That's a really hard wow. one. Deborah Winger's widower in the Oscar-winning Terms of Endearment in 1983. He followed that with a, with starring with starring double role in The Purple Rose of Cairo, the comedy Something Wild, and Sweetheart's Dance. Later appeared in Arachnophobia, Gettysburg, 101 Dalmatians, and had small a small role in the hit action film Speed. That's right. Yeah, yeah, he was in Speed, remember? Mm. He he dies in the beginning of the film. Oh, spoiler. Uh, spoiler. If you haven't seen that film from 25 years ago, uh, maybe it's time you do. He had he had a major comeback in 2005 with the film The Squid and the Whale. Later starred on Aaron Sorkin's The Newsroom and won an Emmy for the miniseries Godless in 2018. In 2009, he was nominated for a Tony in the play God of Carnage. Late uh, last year, he starred as James Comrie in the miniseries A Higher Loyalty. He was born on this day in Athens, Georgia, in 1955. <laughs> Do you want me to? Do you want me to? Yeah, make do a it. Few? So it's Milosh Foreman. I'm pretty okay. sure so. Yeah. But more importantly, it's James Comey. <laughs> He's pretty well known. What did I say? James Comrie. Comrie. <laughs> James Comrie. Well, at least I know the James song Comey. La Isla Bonita by Madonna, <laughs> which was a huge hit song. I know the song. I, just oh, I can't bet you do. Read it out loud. You know I know the song. <laughs> I also know our next actress um, for playing uh, the Dits on Family Ties. Justine Bateman became famous for her role as Mallory. Yes, that's what her name was, not the Dits. The less intellectual of the siblings on the hit family, uh, hit sitcom Family Ties that ran from 1982 to 1989 and earned her a Golden Globe nomination and two nominations for an Emmy. During its run, she made her starring debut in the film Satisfaction. I remember that movie. Was it any good? Uh, no, which was also the debut of Julia Roberts. I didn't realize that. Yeah, well, one played the bassist, one played the guitar player, right? Oh, yeah, that's right. Then later appeared in The Night We Never Met. Uh, Julia Roberts had a lot of movies that, that was like her first movie, but right. anyway. Um, and on the series Men Behaving Badly, she was also on the show Men in Trees. This year, she's set to appear in the film The All-Nighter, and she will be releasing her directorial debut, Violet. She was born on this day in Rye, New York in 1966. Ray Winstone spent 10 years competing as a boxer, which might be one of the reasons he often gets cast as tough characters, Amanda. Mm. He made his debut in the 1979 film Quadrophenia and worked steadily in British television before having his star-making moment in Gary Oldman's 1997 film Nil by Mouth, then had high-profile roles in Sexy Beast, The Proposition, Cold Mountain, and The Departed. In 2015, he <laughs> appeared in the remake of Point Break, and in 2019, he played Growl Tiger in the disastrous film adaptation of Cats. <laughs> he was born on this day in London in 1957. Lee Marvin was kicked out of every school his parents tried to put him in, so he enlisted in the Marine Corps to further avoid trouble. After being wounded in the Battle of Saipan, he was working as a plumber in New York and was repairing the toilet in a community theater when he was asked to step on stage to replace a missing performer. It's great. Bitten by the acting bug, he pursued work on Broadway and uh, starred in... Um, 
and off-Broadway, too. And he starred in Billy Budd before moving to Hollywood and became a beloved tough guy in films like The Big Heat, The Kane Mutiny, and Bad Day at Black Rock. In 1965, he starred in Stanley Kramer's Ship of Fools. He won the Best Actor Oscar for the Western comedy Cat Ballou. Ballou. Followed it with the Western The Professionals and the 1967 Army classic The Dirty Dozen, one of my dad's faves. He made his final film, the Chuck Norris action film The Delta Force in 1986, a year before his death at the age of 63. Sad, 63, seems so young. He was born on this day in New York City in 1924. He's also one of those actors that always looked older than 63, Amanda. Marvin, yeah. yeah. Estelle Merle Thompson was born to a Sri Lankan mother and a Welsh father and left home at 17, Amanda, to pursue acting in London. Mm. She passed herself off as white and under the name Merle Oberon or Oberon became a star in the films The Private Life of Henry VIII and The Scarlet Pimpernel. Coming to Hollywood, she starred in The Dark Angel, for which she earned her only Oscar nomination, then appeared in These Three, The Cowboy and the Lady, I'm assuming she played the lady, and the first sound adaptation of Emily Bronte's Wuthering Heights. She, When she traveled with her mother, she told people that she was her maid, that being her mother wow. was her maid, yeah. She starred in films until the early 50s, then made a handful of final fl- films. Her last one, the 1973 Interval, or Interval, uh, co-starring her real-life partner, Robert Walder, w- Walders. Walders? Robert Walders, I guess that's how you say it, okay. six years before her death at the age of 68. In her adult life, she found out that she was actually the biological child of of the woman she thought was her sister, otherwise known as Jack Jack Nicholson syndrome. Um, What? Yeah, so um, she thought she, so she thought her, or she thought her sister was her sister when it was actually her mother. Yeah, but what does that have to do with Jack Nicholson? Jack Nicholson, same same thing. thing? Yeah, 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 look it up. Wow. Um, And her sister, who's actually her sister mother, Mm. had her out of wedlock as a teenager, Amanda. Wow. She was born on this day in Bombay, British India, which would now be Mumbai, India, in 1911. Fascinating. She was beautiful. I just looked her up. Yeah. My goodness. Holy cow. That's a, that's a whole lot to deal with. That's a journey, my friend. So her mother was not actually her mother. No. That was her grandmother that she thought was her mother, and then she said it was her maid. Right. But then her mother was her sister. Oh, yeah. my goodness. There's another one like that. Uh one of the singers, I can't remember which singer, Bobby Darren, had a story like that. Oh, really? Yeah, okay. look it up. Anyway, John Frankenheimer originally had ambitions as an actor, but after being accepted into the motion picture squadron of the Air Force, felt good about how he handled the camera, entering television work after his discharge from the Army and making his film debut with The Younger Stranger in 1958. He hit his stride in the 60s, releasing the films All Fall Down, Birdman of Alcatraz, his masterpiece The Manchurian Candidate, and the action film The Train. His 1966 thriller Seconds, starring Rock Hudson, is one of the most admired films he's made, while his 1966 race car drama Grand Prix is one of the biggest hits he's ever made. He continued to make movies regularly for the rest of his life, scoring a hit in 1998 with Ronin, but failing to connect with audiences with his 1996 remake of The Island of Dr. Moreau or his latest feature Reindeer games with Ben Affleck. His last film was the 2002 cable film Path to War, released the same year he died in 
at the age of 72, and he was born on this day in Queens, New York, in 1930. So, Amanda, Jack Nicholson found out in his adult life that his sister June was actually his mother. June became pregnant at a very young age, and her parents agreed to raise Nicholson as their son. Wow. Time magazine uncovered the secret while looking into the actor's background in 1974. Wow. I'll let you look up Bobby Darren while I talk about Martin Hewitt. Okay. Is, did you just do... Um, you just yep. did uh, uh, Fra- Frankenheimer, right? Yep. Okay, so Martin Hewitt was the hot young star of the erotic drama Endless Love with, do you remember who was in Endless, Lo- Endless Love, Amanda? No, I'm Brooke Shields in 1981, beating 5,000 other actors for the part. Its success was better for the career of Brooke Shields than it was for him. And we're listening to Brooke Shields' autobiography on uh, it's only a, It's only taken us a year. No, I know. Bill <laughs> recommended, Bill for, recommended it back in, uh, in April. Uh, well, he had a few notable roles in the films Yellowbeard and Two Moon Junction. I know that film, Two Moon mm. Junction. He continued to make uh, occasional films until the latest on-screen appearance on an episode of ER in 2003. Since then, he runs businesses selling home inspection software and working as a home inspector himself and continues to remain active in local theater in his home base of Morro Moro Bay, California. He was born on this day in San Jose, California in 1958. So Bobby Darren... <laughs> Um. Yeah, his real mother was what he thought was his sister. Um, and they don't know uh, how his sister got pregnant. And I think the speculation is actually that he might have been, but they don't know, but he might have been the product of incest. Oh, wow. With his sister, well, his mother and grandfather, I oh, think. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, so that's why he never knew... He never learned the truth about who his father was. They all said they would never tell him uh, who his father was. Oh, my goodness. Or who knows? I don't know what the deal is. All the things that happened on National Lash Day, Amanda. I I feel bad because it has nothing to do with Martin Hewitt or our next amazing person, probably our favorite on this list. Pedro Almodovar's All About My Mother remains his most awarded film. And a big part of why its story of love and loss is so moving is because of the sympathetic portrayal of the character, main character's son, played by then 22-year-old Eloy Azorin. The film made Eloy a star in his home country and he went on to appear in a number of major productions in Spanish cinema, including Warriors in 2002, Kisses for Everyone, Mad Love, and the series Sin Identidad. More recently, he was on the shows El Continental and Altamar and he was born on this day in Madrid in 1977. Why is Eloy Azorin our favorite person on this list, Why Amanda. Why isn't he? <laughs> Why? <You're... laughs> Was yours... How did he beat Justine Bateman? How did he beat Lee Marvin? I just don't understand why he became our favorite on the list over John Frankenheimer. Because you don't really like, you don't like Millie Bobby Brown. I'd have to tell you who she is. Eloy you, is you your thought favorite. Yes. You thought it was you Pedro. You thought it was Pedro. You know I did, but I was gonna I was gonna double down and stick to it. Favorite on the list is this guy who was in one film we may have seen. 
OK, well, listen, we hope everybody's you... <laughs> important. It's Otherwise, true. we wouldn't be talking about them, Marco. You're right. You're 100 percent right. You're 100 percent right. <laughs> Anyways, I want to wish everyone a really happy lash day. I hope you don't find out that your mother is actually your sister today. Enough of that Jack Nicholson syndrome. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my goodness. Or Bobby Darren syndrome. Yeah. Or Estelle Thompson syndrome. Or maybe even Eloy Azorin syndrome. <laughs> Where people mistake you for a for great Pedro director. <laughs> okay. Well, I think that's enough. This short list certainly took turns. It was a roller coaster it's, of a ride. You, you might say it took lashes. Yes, it did. It certainly took lashes. All right. Let's well, get out of here. We'll see you tomorrow. We're, more, we're fired. I'm more born on this day.